Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Believe, the Phoenix Suns podcast, right here on KSRN. With your host, Earl Burnett, 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 a.k.a. Casual Exactly. I'm starting to kind of figure you out a little bit, Flex. But you really believe in this son's team. You really see something that maybe some of us are not seeing, bro. And Felix Cruz, Flex Just feels different. He's the hungriest dog in the race, and that's what I'm saying. That Pete, That's another dynamic I think people are underestimating. Is that we're gonna go in there with a with a pack of hundred hungry dogs, and the hungriest dog is leading our team. Time to talk, son. We're gonna go down there and destroy everyone in our way. Welcome into the Believe the Suns podcast, another edition of the Suns podcast. And we're coming off a rare loss as we have only four losses in these playoffs. But I am your host, Earl Burnett. We're going to talk about this game and the games going forward because now we are definitely guaranteed to have a fifth game coming back home. And that could be the night that history is made for the Valley. But I brought in some the heavy hitters that got to come in and talk about it every time these things go down. And I got my man from Casual Sports Radio Network right here in the house, uh, Sean McConnell in the house. What's going on, Big Ben? Man, it's it's. Uh, I don't know why we always get bring me in after a loss, but man, I'm, I'm here. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, it kind of works out. I don't know. Hey, hey. Yeah, hey. Sorry about that, bro. <laughs> but hey, we've been winning, so I haven't been on much. That just makes yeah. the most sense. You know what I mean? Wow, I didn't even realize that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know? Oh man, but yeah, we're gonna talk about that because it's a lot that we can discuss going into that uh, that happened in the game um, on uh, game three, which, which of course, in we we're Suns fans. This this year we have all kind of gotten spoiled a little bit. The way this team has been playing and the way they have been, you know, exciting us. And and then when they have that one loss, everybody starts to kind of get nervous, you know. And it's like <laughs> freak out and lose their minds, out, yeah. Jumping off the bandwagon and all kinds of stuff going on. And you got to realize these are imperfect people. We're all human people. We're imperfect. Stuff's gonna happen, and yeah. you definitely can't expect a championship series to not have another team good enough to win a championship. I mean, that's just how it goes, you know? Yeah. So, so uh, let's just a little bit. Uh, I sound like Flex now. Calm down, Planet Orange. <laughs> I'm usually the dude that's on the edge ready to jump off. And he'd be like, calm down, Planet Orange. It's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, the irony here is that Aaron Rodgers is telling Suns fans to relax. And not uh, fuck wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is all right. <laughs> oh man but we're going to talk about that in a minute but before we get into that, there's a few other things that went down in the world of sports that I wanted to just kind of touch on real quick uh one of those things being 
uh what was the, those things i had a couple of things up here I was like what is that talking about oh uh mlb diamond <laughs> i'm glad i got you in here because i gotta have somebody to come in and tell me what the heck is going on with the diamondbacks and i, I just want to give you that reign because i'm not gonna waste the time on a team that's this day bad i mean come on man yeah, this is a uh it's a monumental season for the diamondbacks and uh, the good news is it can only get better from here am i right <laughs> i don't know they didn't even get the number one pick did they maybe not this year but okay. next year it's bound to get better right i mean it's got I, to i would imagine it I, I i just see a talent talentless team where's the talent at but anyway we stay in the nba because this is an nba eccentric show and it's a sun show but i just wanted to throw that out there because i'm like man what the heck happened Oof. to them i mean Woo, that is some ugly stuff happening up there in the damn baseball world with the D-backs. Yeah. But uh, uh, let's just go get it right into this game three, man. Um, what are your, your takeaways from game three? I mean, what I didn't see the Bucks do anything that would make me go, uh-oh, we're in trouble. Like, uh-oh. I mean, Giannis did pretty much the same thing he did the previous game. What was the only difference in game three than it was from game two and one? So, well, to me, I think Giannis did do something a little bit different in this game versus game two. Oh, he kind of facilitated a little bit more because he, he hot-dogged game two. He hot-dogged game two, but the difference is, had he made his free throws in game two, he would have had a 50-burger. Oh, good, good point. So, in game three, he no hit his free throws. Oh, I heard a little. I heard a little it bit of something. light little. You heard it. It was a light yeah. little sound, but it was not yeah. – it got drowned out. It wasn't. It wasn't loud enough to, to no, disrupt no, his uh, his uh, routine. I, I trip about this routine. He should get a violation every time he goes to that free throw line. Every time, probably because I think as soon as you put your foot on the line, that's when it starts, right? But he gets his foot all on the line and he tells the ref, "Wait." Have you noticed that every time he's like, wait, it's like seven shots, and then he does fake this, he fakes this, does the bend, and this is all on the routine. I'm like, wait a minute, how are they letting him do that? Yeah, I don't get it. I, I, I guess the MVPs and the star power, you get that type of leeway with the NBA because I'm looking at these games from one through three so far, and Giannis looked like he playing football sometimes, he is True. just putting his head down and barreling through people. And they're not calling anything on him. He, they're giving him that. They're giving him that free reign to do that. And I'm like, wow, that is incredible. I watched that game and see all these ticky tack files getting called on us. And when we when they're swiping down on us and the ball's going all over the place and no calls, I'm like, okay, now nah, I'm not right. that dude that's gonna be like, we ain't getting the calls. And I, I never really get caught up in that. But that was another Scott Foster special. I mean, it let's was, just call but, it what it is. But you and I were texting last night. Scott Foster didn't even have to rig the game hard. I mean, the Suns did it for him, which I mean might have been our plan. Just you know what? They Let's not even give Foster. He was there and came in with a mental block that okay, we ain't got a chance Maybe. against. That dude. And did you hear Book at the end of that game stood up on the bench? We don't want your he calls. Yeah. Called, he's like, don't call it now. We don't want your calls now. <laughs> yeah, no. To me, the biggest takeaway here was that the Bucks finally played their game. Right, which we were waiting for, right? We were curious about it. Okay. And the Suns played the absolute opposite of their game, and right. the, the guarantee is that at least one of those two things that I said is not going to happen again. It's not going to be the Suns not playing their own game again. They right. will not fall into that. They they fell in love with the three too early, and we we all know oh, threes man. don't travel. They don't travel yeah, well on the road. On the road, yeah. we were not getting to the lane. And once Aiton got in foul trouble, 
it stopped working for us because Aiton was what 18 points in the first half. I mean, he was looking phenomenal. Dominating too. I mean, dominating. He he was looking for the ball too. You can he had to he had to hand up like that, leaving it up. I'm like, okay, give that man the ball, and they stopped Mm -hmm. giving it to him. And that's when he got distracted when he's sitting out there idle again. Now he starts picking up fouls because he's trying to do his job in that aspect too. But Mm -hmm. when he's got it going and you're on the road, you have to ride that dude in the post. And I like what uh, one of our comments on here is that that the Bucks uh, had a lot of second chance points, and that's that's that is another big difference in the game. And that's because Aiden's being in foul trouble. He's not on the he's not on the on, on the court to you know get those rebounds. So they got a lot of yeah. second chance stuff. But I still didn't see nothing that just said like, they made an adjustment that goes uh oh now that adjustment's gonna be like we can't we can't. It's the it, well it ain't nothing that we haven't seen before. Well, Iverson vlogs on YouTube just made a comment that I want to touch on. Frank better not see the court again. That was the adjustment. That was the adjustment. The Bucks finally figured oh, out snap. that. Once Dario's out of the equation and Aiton's off the floor, you right. have Frank Kaminsky, and Frank, we're going to exploit Frank that every time. Was, let's just be honest. Frank was totally afraid. Why? Look, let's I, let's go here. Why I, don't you bring Sticks in and just see what he can do defensively? What, what do you have to lose? It'd if, be the same if, result. If, worst case scenario. Out of Frank. Frank was just afraid. He got the ball. And he was like he was red like a hot potato throwing that thing back, and he had layups that he could have taken. Yeah. And, and and he usually gets pretty good when he gets in there and then with, with with Cam Johnson he usually plays off him pretty good. So let's use he sticks. Blocked. He's like, oh, use- I don't not want to make a mistake. I'm scared of this moment. Uh, you take the ball. And he he didn't want to be out there. He didn't let's, even want to be out there. Let's use sticks. Don't give him the ball on offense and just have him play defense. Yeah, go get so some what if rebounds, he, man. Go rebound. Whatever. Foul out if you have to. Foul just out. Play, play ball of him when eight needs to blow. Foul out. Whatever. Use your six rebounds or. Block or fouls on Giannis because that's the only main one you really need to guard on the inside. Yeah, I mean to be honest, just put another ki- a kid out there with energy like that kid. He can. I'm not gonna say he can hang with him, but at least you you make it make him work for something. Okay, now Iverson. What do you Iverson have vlogs is now. Frank is slow, and I mean there's 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 nothing giving us an advantage with Frank Kaminsky on the floor. Nothing. Now Iverson vlogs is goofing a little bit too much. Now he says he'd rather have Monty on the floor than Frank, <laughs> but still, that you can't do that. We haven't seen that happen. And I don't think we got a I roster like spot for Monty. Like, and, and Monty probably can give you about ten minutes of some hard, hard, hard earned, you know, defense. He's not, he's not setting any screens. He's not setting yeah. no screens. No. I, you know what? I'm glad you talk about Monty right now because I don't. I, mean, I know everything has been kind of not all smooth for him because there's some things he can do differently. Yeah. I think as a coach, and you have an extension of a coach in CP3 on the floor, they need to reiterate when a guy gets hot in the post like Aiden was to ride him. Mm-hmm. They get away from him too fast. They yeah. really do. And it's easy to cook, stop timeout. He scored four or five straight buckets underneath. Nobody can stop him. Giannis was on him. He couldn't stop. Nobody can stop him. Mm-hmm. Get him the ball. Let him have his 40-point game in his damn playoffs. Let him have it. And going even further than that. It, it, to me, I'm sitting on a, in my couch. I'm going, it does not make any sense to go away from him right now. No. But that, like you said, we just fell in love with the three. Mm-hmm. And when you fall in love with the threes, you live by the three. I'm going to tell you, it's an old cliche, and it's always the same in basketball. You're going to die by the three every time. It, it never fails. Even further on Aiton's importance in game three, and, and just in general because of the fouls, but – Giannis is 11 of 25 when guarded by Aiton. Without mm-hmm. Aiton, 25 right. of 32. Exactly. That's a 38% difference. 
That's a I big mean, deal. One thing, I'm, like I said, Aiden's not going to – nobody's going to completely stop Giannis. No. But Aiden makes him work and earn every bucket. And I love when he fouls him, he's not letting him get the and ones. Everybody else is that's fouling Giannis is giving him the and ones. Because they're not Aiden strong enough. The and ones. So he yep. has to stay on the court. And I get it. And when he's engaged offensively, He'll he'll stay on the court. I'm ter- I, I guarantee you because if he, he had his hand up like when he made that shot over Giannis, Aiton's confidence was like sky high, mm-hmm. and, and, and he, he just kind of let it just dwindle, dwindle. I don't know if you saw the more Giannis scores on him, and he's been a young kid. He feels like oh I'm failing now. This dude's scoring like crazy. I mean, and he gets the chance to score back. Now he's feeling like hey let's go, and we go away from him. I'm gonna keep talking. I'm I'm gonna keep saying that because I've been hearing today on radio all day. Nobody's saying that. Everybody's saying he's got to stay out of foul trouble. He's got to stay out of foul trouble. Well, they got to help him stay out of foul trouble. Correct. If if I'm if I'm Jay Crowder for example, or Bridges, or Cam Johnson, and you see Giannis charging the lane and Aiton sitting there, no pun intended, with a deer in the headlights, you right. dive in front of Aiton and you get the foul instead. Exactly. Take exactly. one for the team. And automatically, put your hand up. I did it. I me? did it right here. Ninety nine. <laughs> I did it. I did because, it. Because yeah. look, even Aiton was chewing out the team on the bench. Did you get? Did you see that? A fan that was, uh, I think it was Mr. Orange himself, had a video, and Aiton was chewing out everybody about wow. this. Wow. And I'm not telling you, and you still didn't that. get the ball after that? I That's usually pick up stuff like that. I didn't even catch that. He was chewing him uh, out. Man. What, what, what are some other positives other than Cam Johnson? Man, oh, my goodness, Cam Johnson. Oh, my goodness. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on a second, y'all. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Oh, you can play that over and over. Look, and I got a PJ over. jersey. I got I got myself a PJ signed jersey in my collection, but that PJ. A poster for life. Look at that. That was, that was a 50-50 call. I'm not going to lie. Man. Son's got away with one right there. We might have got away with one. Can we get a freeze frame on that, please? <laughs> oh, boy. Booyah! The only thing I'll agree with Jeff Van Gundy is he said, even if that's a charge, count it anyway, because that's what we want to see. It <laughs> was a great and dunk. Look at this photo. That's going to be on a, on a poster from here on out. And Oof. from where I come from, man, you a little too close to some areas you shouldn't have. Your <laughs> getting dunked on. Yep, yep. PJ freaking Tucker. Oh, my goodness. That was a close call. That could have gone either way, close. for sure. That was close. But, that okay, was close. look. let me just tell you. Ricky, uh, right, Ricky, uh, Kelly Oubre, who? Yeah, Cam, Cam Johnson looks like he's about to dunk Cam, on everybody. Cam, Cam is just kind of, kind of almost fooled everybody. He played coy coming out of the draft, man, because mm-hmm. he had this tag shooter, 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 and only a shooter, yeah. best shooter in the draft. Shooters and don't do that. that, and I think that tag was okay because he, he's proven he can shoot. But the kids got way more than just shooting. This dude mm-hmm. can defend. Like crazy transition, he's athletic. That everybody's he's sneaky athletic that nobody really pays attention to. And next thing you know, you look up, this dude is dunking on you. Got got the genitals in your dang old face, and you're like, What the hell? PJ Tucker's sitting there, like, (laughs) and Jay says that's a poster. If they still make posters, they're gonna make a poster of this one. I'm telling you, oh, yeah, they still make posters. Damn, they'll make this poster. We're gonna call that what social media is gonna be on the dang old uh viral going viral for here on out you just go on youtube is all over the place but yeah cam johnson has been a he has been the most consistent role player on our i mean 
that I can look on our team right now that has just come out and has not shown any any like like fear at all. The yeah. guy is just so calm and just does his job. And and, and Bridges kind of goes up and down according to who he's guarding every night. Like he's got more assignments. Bridges' main assignment is to take the one of the toughest guys. And, and, and I get that. You're not gonna come out and have a scoring output every time like he did in game two and right. still guard, you know, Middleton. So I get that. But man, Cam comes out and just just quietly does his job. And he held them in that game and gave us a chance to win that game 74 yeah. to 70. Yeah. Seven, it, was, it was almost just him. He down double digits. Mm-hmm. He, he went on a, what, an eight-point? Uh, just uh, him. Yeah. Just him alone and pulled us within four points. And it's like, what happened after that? <laughs> well, Nobody else what, helped out. That's what happened. Aiden's on the talk about that. And Booker just didn't have a Booker type game. I argue that Aiton should have gone in right then and there. Once they got to four, okay, fine. Right, Aiton, if you go out, I'm you go out. out. Yeah. If you go, if you foul out, you foul out. But let's see what you can do. Let's slow it get down out. a little bit. Yeah. And then if thing. he did, if he did foul out, then let's go with Crowder, Bridges, Johnson, Booker, and CP3 as our small ball lineup, and just right. see what happens because you those got- two wings playing at the same right. time is pterodactyl season. You guys go ahead and chime in on this one. What do you guys think about Monty's decision not to put Booker back out there and put Aiden back out there mm-hmm. with, with a 20-point lead going into the fourth quarter? Do you think – I mean, because for me personally, I think, okay, if the game is over, yeah, it's over at a certain point, you know that you're giving waving away of the white flag, but still some of those points that you can use as learning lessons and use for the next game to get ready for the next game, you can take and use and go ahead and run your stuff. And no matter what happens, you still be down, but you can still get that nasty taste out of your mouth on the court still. And I think he should have played him. I think Booker should have still been out there. Go ahead. You laid this egg. Now you got to, you laid this bed. You got to go out there and finish it and, you know, lay in it. And then at the same time, I'm cringing on the TV. Okay. You took book out. Get CP3 out of there since you're going to wave the, the white flag. Take him out of there. because The worst thing that can happen is somebody flipping me the leg or something. And, and then, oh, I was just going, get him out, Monty. Get him out. I was screaming. I get that. It, was a, it was really a real, like, intense, uh, an intense moment right there for me because I'm like, anything could happen right there. So I, I actually see the other side of the book not playing in the fourth quarter a little differently. I didn't like it at first because I thought if he's going to go off at all it's going to be in the fourth quarter let's see what he can do but before this series before the finals he was playing the most tied with paul george the most minutes in the playoffs like game two he played 45 of 48 minutes right a lot so i get it you're looking like okay we got scott foster 20 points in the fourth this isn't (laughs) looking good so why don't we just let book get more pissed on the bench and then blow up on game four and take this and just blow up from it. Because yeah. sometimes you might need that too. I mean, Coach Monty's known a lot about Booker. He knows a lot about these guys. He he game two. Aiton was down, right? Down head down. He got his attention. You know what happened? Aiton made like four straight great plays that influenced the game. Right. He knows what to do to certain guys. And Booker, he he kind of let Booker do his own thing for three quarters. And he did something in the fourth quarter. And I tell you, we're gonna see the ramifications of that. Right, the first five minutes of game four. Oh yeah, he's he's seething right now. You can see it in his eyes. You're like, okay, yeah. I mean, but you know, once you become the superstar, 
all eyes and all lights and all the spotlight is on you, you got your words come back on you too. Because previous to that game in the interview, he was like, "Well, myself and and uh, Bridges, we're young. We can run all day. We can, you know, we can." And now here we are talking about his, you know, he's got heavy legs and he's tired and he's wore out. So it's going to be one or the other. And it's well, like, you know, I know. I mean, the reality is, you are playing a lot of minutes. The other side of it is you are young and you got two games potentially to win this thing. You got to go all out regardless. I'll tell you this, because I've seen some people say that Booker's becoming Booker's a superstar. Right. And then I've seen some people after this, after this game thing, say he's, he's not, not a superstar. Right. Yeah. That's just how that's, both that's wrong. The, the, both the wrong. hypocrites of the of the bandwagoners jumping but, on and off, jumping on and off. Booker becomes a superstar with this finals completing the finals exactly because game four if he goes out for 50 all of a sudden it is oh you know he is a superstar and then all of a sudden they close it out in game five. Oh yeah no he definitely is a superstar yeah sometimes that's I kinda, how that works sometimes sometimes i kind of you know hate being saying that i'm part of the media because that's what we do it feels but gross right it's from, it's from moment to moment moment yeah. to moment moment to moment and you just i mean if you really sit down Name me one superstar. I don't care if he's the best player in the game that's ever played that's never had a bad game or two. So come on now. Yeah. People see a bad game is he's not elite. I saw that on somebody wrote that on social media. He's not a, he's not elite because he he had this type of game. These stars don't do that in these games. Come on now. It happens to every last person, every yeah. last player, because nobody's perfect. So knowing that going forward. Knowing that the Suns are a good road team, first of all, and that they have that they don't they rarely lose two games in a row all year long. It maybe happened once or twice. They don't lose too many games in a row. So this this is this is just one of those things they need that bump in the road to get over something else to keep learning and keep growing and keep going. I kept saying this: you need to have some fails in this thing. It's, it ain't gonna be this easy. We got to We got to get through something. The Clippers so, helped with that. Yeah. Absolutely, that was but a tough I, series. It's it's. I, I rather it be a tough series. So when it's all said and done, nobody can throw that thing on asterisk and say, "Okay, we we went through this and they didn't have that and they didn't who whatever." Whatever. Giannis, I don't care. Is playing like the two time MVP that he is, and he is a nightmare and a headache to take care of. So I mean, if you can get past this dude, then you know he all is deserving. And at the same time, like I said before. No one superstar in history, no one superstar in these finals or in these playoffs has beaten this Suns team for this championship. And I mean, for, in history, superstars don't just win championships by themselves. It don't happen. Right. It does not happen. I don't in care. Game three. Game three is the only time. These finals, to, these, to these playoffs, LeBron was without, without AD for a while. He thought he can go out there and have that look in his eye and I'm going to take this team. Nope. Ain't going to do it by yourself, bro. Uh, Jokic, we know ain't did it by himself. They got swept. Paul George tried to do it, can't do it. And Giannis is not going to do it either. You need that team. The reason why Giannis and the Bucks won that game is because Giannis had his team with him this time. Mm -hmm. And the other two games, it was him going straight, putting his head down, boom, trying to do it by himself. And so that's going to be it. And right now we're going to figure him out and make him work harder for those points. And all we got to do is our guys have to show up and shut down the role players. You can start shutting down those Bobby Portis's and, and, and Connington's and, and, and just limiting in those guys and, and making them think a little bit like, okay, I can't shoot like I shot last game. And, you know, make them feel you. 
then that'll be that'll be uh you know we'll be heading back to Phoenix. Hopefully we put this thing away. So that's that's exactly what I was about to say, Earl, is that this game three was different because Middleton and Holiday showed up in a big way. And the blueprint shouldn't change for the Suns. It changed in game three because we panicked. We started shooting threes, thought they were going to fall, and they weren't going to fall because mm-hmm. you're on the road. Right. The blueprint is very simple. You let Giannis be a vacuum. Mm. He's the one superstar, right? You right. lock up Holiday and Middleton at all right. costs. If, if Giannis is destroying you, okay, send yep. him to the line. Let's see if yep. he can have another good free throw shooting night at home. If he does, fine, whatever. He'll end up with 50 or 60. Yep. But no one else will have anything. Yeah, and, and when the game ends, guys keep fluctuating because it's their first final. They're they're nervous still too, yeah. and get in their heads enough, and and let them. You got to make them feel you before you make them fear you. Make another fear thing, you. another thing that changed in this blueprint thing that I'm talking about is the mm-hmm. Suns abandoned driving to the lane. I know Iverson vlogs asking what's yeah, wrong with Payne, yeah. Payne, Booker, Paul. No one was yeah. getting to the hoop. There's the question of the of of the week right there. Where is Cameron Payne gone? I mean, is it what is what are the Bucks doing any differently than the first three teams that's making him be pedestrian? I mean, because I mean, there's there there were games where Payne only scored less than ten or five points, but he was so effective in the game. Like, oh man, this dude is he's unstoppable. But yeah. now he it feels like he's not even there. What is going on with him? I think Milwaukee's size is something to do with that. Uh, they just have a lot of size, so when he does get to the key, it's overwhelming. If Holiday's on him, that's overwhelming. The guy is 6'4 as a point guard, right, right. big point guard. I think it's just Milwaukee size that we have that to overcome. It's a dynamic that has been dynamic for us through these playoffs. You know, when you got a backup guard that comes in and your, and your scoring elevates, Yeah. now now we don't have that. Now that's it's it. like, okay, we got to wait and kind of storm and weather the storm until we get CP back in there now. Because yeah. Payne is struggling so much right now, so there are some there are some obstacles right now that that could be concerning going forward. That it's a good matchup. Yeah, it's a pretty damn good match. Let, let's just call it that. You know what's wrong with calling it that? It's a good damn matchup. Two teams that came from their conferences that deserve to be there, and and I keep telling everybody this: that team is hungry. Yeah. Remember, they have failed to get here three straight years. They've been trying to get here to get this thing. We're, we're Cinderella. And we're just Cinderella sitting back like, hey, house money. Steal one from y'all. And they are hungry. So we got to put our foot on their throat because you give them more life. <laughs> now those butts get tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. Yep. And man, but I always, uh, I'm of the thinking that the better team will always win. But these two teams are like really even. So it's like, what's going to tell yeah, is I would have argued that game three was come down to heart. Yeah. Game three, I would have argued, was the more must win game for the Suns because that would have been the dagger to them. Right. There's no oh, comeback yeah. from 3 0. I, I mean, I don't think it would have been hard, but that couldn't have happened to have them go down. You know, what kind of finals would it be if, you're, if, they, if they go down 3 0? It's been fun for us. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, we had to expect that they were going to come and fight back somewhere. Where's my thing on thing? This thing is up. Wait, it's my bad. <laughs> Sorry about that. But yeah. Um, okay, so going forward now, what, what what is the strategy for game three? I mean, not to, you know what? Have we made adjustments? Not, I don't think I've seen many, that many adjustments because we've been playing no. so good and sticking to what we've done so good. 
have we made it? I'm, I've, I've seen Monty do a few in-game adjustments. I'm talking about like coming back now. You're looking at the tape. What are they doing that we have to change to stop what they're doing? Do we have to go ahead and form that wall around Giannis now and just kind of double this dude when he gets to the rock and slow him down? Or no. do we go ahead and keep, keep on paying attention to the role players? I think we keep going to the role players. I think we said we need to build a wall for Giannis to make them think we will because we're not going to. We're going to let him be the vacuum. The okay. thing that changed was us abandoning our game plan in game three. Right. What I did see, though, coming into this series versus um, the Clippers is we ran a lot more of those two screens in game three for Paul, the double stagger screen that worked so well against the Clippers and the Lakers that people just couldn't – they kept switching and switching and switching. And all of a sudden, you have Brooke Lopez on Chris Paul, and you saw what right. happened. Right. That needs to stay because that's a great move that – a lot of teams will switch, and then all of a sudden you've got a bad mismatch. Yeah, you know, I, I think Monty also can play a big part in what's going on in the next few games too because usually coaches, coaches can, can, can say some things in the media and, you know, pretty much talk to the NBA right directly and mm -hmm. say some things that is going on that he needs to have looked at and changed. And we've seen Phil Jackson do it. He's the master at it. We've seen Greg Popovich do it. Masters at it. And we've seen those results come the next game after. Monty is not that not wired that way, where he's, he doesn't want to be that guy that says, y'all didn't blow the – but in that game, you see him come off the bench when Cam got hurt. He came off the bench at the refs like he's been doing this the whole game, and y'all just letting it go. He was really getting into the rim. And I'm like, now that's what we need – the team needs to see him kind of do that. And then yeah. come out in the media and kind of do it. But when the media asked him about it, Monty kind of still kind of shy back on Listen. Oops, I got the wrong, wrong clip. My bad. Oh, we can watch that one again. That's going to happen. <laughs> um, I'm not going to get into the complaining publicly about fouls. Uh, just not going to do that. But you can look. You know, we had 16 free throws tonight. One person had 17. So... <laughs> You know, DA is we got to learn from that. We got to beat guys to the spot and uh, <clears throat> he'll grow from this. Uh, I, I promise you he will. Oh, yeah. So, Monty. Hey, Monty, when you look at second chance points, fast yeah, break points, points on turnovers, me. is that where you go back to consistency again, yeah. just the last like 10% of the effort? I mean, you look at conversely, ours, you know, it's like a tale of two cities. You know what I'm saying? They, um, so many points in the paint, but plus 14, but the second chance points, um, that was a struggle for us. Um, and we, we know that's what they want to do. So we got to come up with the 50, 50 balls. We got to box out better. That's on us. Uh, we can't blame anybody else for that. That's us. With Frank getting in there, what was that the main reason? Just the interior presence. We needed like some size for sure. Um, we needed, some size in the paint, rebounding. And, um, you know, offensively, Frank does move the ball from side to side. I didn't see enough of that tonight. You know, when the ball moved from side to side or we got two or three passes, the offense looked like it had some type of flow. But we just didn't have enough of that. Front row to Mark. Go ahead, please, Mark. Bonnie, I know it's a, a different series, but what can you guys draw from, from earlier in the playoffs when yeah. you bounce back? You know, after trailing 2-1 to the Lakers, not closing out in game five, what sort of things can you take from those situations applied moving forward? I think we know wrong, that we have to play with a real amount of aggression and energy. 
for for yeah, I can grab that's, a plug and that's the deal. And all of our guys know that we didn't, and um, we've. I got to do it manually. My bad. But you heard what Monty said, <laughs> said right there. That he's not going to spend time wasting on, on on trying to complain about the refs. Then he turns right around and complains about the refs. That's how you do good, it. Though, which is good, though, because you want to at least throw it out there. Yeah. Throw it out there, man. This dude has 17 freaking free throws. We had 16 as a freaking team. What? Come on. Something's going wrong here. And uh, I was – shout out to my man, Charlie Cordova, which is a.k.a. Charlie the Barber down at Knucklehead on 59th and, and uh, Glendale, who gave me the uh, the gear here with the Suns hat. Hell. But they were, I was kicking at his house watching the game, and they were asking, what are they talking about when this guy talking about this Scott Fawcett? Do I? I said, this is what we're talking about. This got 12 games in a row, playoff games, that this guy has wrecked our games, and CP3 can't get a, can't get love from this dude. He's like, really? They, they, you know, because they're not really up on it, keeping up on it. I said, this, this is what's going on, man. And so now I start thinking, is this coincidence or is this really something to this? Is it really something to is, is, is Scott Foster another one of those dudes that got popped for, for, for gambling? I got you right here. A literal associate of Tim Donahue. They had phone calls together back in that time. Wow. A lot of them. Oh. oh. They just couldn't prove it enough to get Scott Foster out of there. I'm just saying. That is crazy. But that had nothing to do with why the Suns lost because, like I said, we were shooting so bad that it didn't matter what Scott yeah, Foster was going mean, to do. You got to call three. it what it is. I get it, but I think the, I think the Suns were kind of already defeated. Knowing when they came in, seeing that guy, they're like, "Okay, man, we ain't got True. a chance to do that." True. <laughs> I mean, but you still got to play your game and do your thing. But um, how do you see the rest of this series playing out? Because this this game four is really really telling. This game four is going to tell. Man, it's going to put pressure back on Phoenix if we don't win this game. Yeah. It puts the pressure back in our corner. The pressure is still and, – and, and and give the Bucks credit. They played like a desperate team. Yeah. And they played desperate. It didn't That's hurt cool. that we couldn't hit any shots. One thing it, that kind of complexes me is that the Suns play so well on the road, and the way that game started, you were thinking I, – I left to go to my friend, to go to Charlie's house – and the score, we ended in the first quarter. We were up 29-26, right? I think it was a three-point like lead. And I'm like, okay, we on the road. We got yeah. the, crowd, the crowd is even killing. We're just going to grind this thing out and find a way to win it in the end. And I left. <laughs> got to my boy's house. It's like, you can hear all the cursing and, and all. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, we down 15. I'm like, damn, what is <laughs> Yeah. I couldn't figure out what was what was so different, and I see now after the fact, you know, Book being where he was and not shooting as well, and then of course Aiden in the foul trouble. When I saw that, I said, "Okay, and that's what we've been trying to not happen have happen all playoffs yeah. that Aiden cannot be in foul trouble because he's our only big man." It was our only big man. It was a perfect storm for the Bucks, right? Also, we have to give credit to their atmosphere—a really great atmosphere down in Milwaukee. That might better. have something to do with it. I'm not going to say it is, but it's definitely been better than in L.A. where they got, like, no fans showing up to the games in L.A. But, yeah, it's a perfect storm when Book can't hit his shots and Aiton's in foul trouble early. That That is a recipe for disaster. So, hopefully, both will be remedied by game four because if not, this thing might be tied going back to Phoenix, though it is still – Phoenix still has to just win two out of three. I'm just Man, saying. But at that point, so they're going. 
intensity and the and the angst and anxiety for a two two get series. Yeah, you know, three game series to finish this thing. I feel it right now. Oh man, that that would be too much for me to handle. I think. I, know, <laughs> I mean, right? for the valley to handle, we'd be like, okay, look, this is getting too close to comfort. Let's take care of business. And usually, usually when this team plays bad, they 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 go back and correct what's bad. Yeah. And so going back to correct what's bad, we gotta get contributions and i and we got to get contributions from 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 Payne back to the level he was playing at yeah. least to challenge that the other team to the point where they they you, you become a factor and then we we can't rely on the three-point shooting we can't oh. i i love the mikhail bridges that runs off the three yeah. and takes that mid-range i love that mikhail bridges because that's the one that travels on the road and we win with when he's playing like that if he settles for that three all the time all bets are off and then at the same time we wasted a crowder performance <laughs> that's I mean, usually when we get a w man when he's sitting like that we usually we get waste six out of seven i'm like now, now we gotta cross our fingers and he can shoot like that again. No, we do not no, pass him the ball happen. because he's going to be heat checking from half court. Let's not do that. One you know, thing I do, I forgot to mention. Come in there and be like two for ten or open whatever in the next game. So one damn, thing I forgot to mention though, we got to get a lot more off ball cuts to right. the paint because you have Bridges and Cam Johnson. They can cut right off off the ball weak side. That will work every time they're not looking for it. you got to right. do more off-the-ball cuts. I, mean, I know the, the set play is the set play, but those break down sometimes. Cut. Okay. You just got to cut to the brim, man, every time. Now, we have players that can get their own shots and get to the rim. Yeah. But see, it takes so much energy and so much – got to pace yourself to play that type of game. You see Giannis three minutes into the game – hyperventilating to the point where he was like I hold up yeah. I can't breathe I gotta I gotta go I gotta he had to, to calm himself down he was so hyped and so up yeah. into the game and so you gotta pace yourself and Booker Booker will get it right he's gonna he's gonna he always figures it out he always figures out what they're doing to him what they, and even if it's his own I don't think they're doing anything to stop him and today yesterday he stopped himself yeah. I, I didn't see I didn't see Holiday, oh, they just shut him down. No, he stopped himself. He just didn't shoot the ball well. This wasn't a Pat Beverly going against him. Exactly. And when he gets back on point, he's going to go back out there and let them have it. <laughs> like he yeah. always does. Yeah. Like he always does. When, when he's going, Aiton stays out of foul trouble. The mid-range game, man. And CP finds his moments. He finds his moments to take over the game. And that's our that's our recipe for uh, for winning. When Booker's going... CP finds his way around and, and know when to take over the game, when not to take over the game. Aiden stays out of foul trouble and becomes a force in the paint where he's getting rebound after rebound after rebound, and he scores those second-chance points for us. And we got one or two good guys that are out there shooting the three well. Yeah. One or two, Crowder or, or Bridges or Can, one of the two are, are going. That's a recipe I don't think that team can beat us if, if we play like that. So. Yeah. And this team is pretty consistent when it comes down to finding their way back when they get off, you know, the schneid a little, when they get off, you know, off kilter a little bit. So am I worried right now? No, because we still got that one game, that one game of uh, wiggle room, yeah. that wiggle room. Yeah, that little bit of wiggle room. But I still say this too. keep this in mind and watch. Pay attention to Wednesday night's game, because I can guarantee you what's going to happen. You're hearing this straight from me right now. It's going to be a close 
game throughout all the way down the stretch. Yep. And when you go back into the history of these playoffs, the Bucks don't close games all that great when it's tight. When it's really tight, they don't close the games all that well. So watch Middleton. Close the games. And so that's why I think it's going to end up going down. They're going to get really stay in the game. Stay in, they may even have the lead in this game for half of the game, most of the game. But they're going to be in the game when it's time to have that crunch time. And Booker and, and CP3 is going to pull them through. So I think we leave this next game going down, going up 3-1 and going home with the opportunity to celebrate on Saturday because they got to get this thing over with, man. He talked about going to the Olympics. Man, get this thing over with. because Yeah, they need seven. help. They need help in the Olympics. It's going to be win next day Olympics. <laughs> they need help in the Olympics, man. Speaking of, since we own NBA, what the hell happened to the USA losing to Nigeria in the dang on uh, exhibition game? I don't care if it's an exhibition game. How y'all losing, man? What the hell? This, we're going to need a redeem team in four years. The redeem team. <laughs> Another <laughs> they, redeem team. Yeah, this team needs help. Yeah, this team needs some big help as far as size. Man, all we got is an, uh, a bio and uh, and a bio and, and love. That's it. That's oh, sad. True. Yeah, that's not good. That's not that, good. That's no good. And then you got a bunch of young dudes that are the man on their team. Can they play together? I saw all that ISO ball. It was one-on-one all day long. When I watched that game, I went back and watched it. I said, let me find out. It's one-on-one. Your turn. Oh, you got it. Oh, your turn. You got <laughs> I didn't see no team ball at all. And usually defense starts first. They wasn't even playing defense together. So I'm like, oh, we in trouble. They in trouble. But uh, we'll see how that turns out. But uh, so I got – you got the Sun still in, what, six? Was it, It's going to be six or five. No, six, right? What? In this series. They'll finish Suns? it three on five. That, that'd be yeah, five sons and five Suns in this series. Five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I said that. I think we said that it'd be five. Yeah. So uh, when they get back on their game plan, they'll they'll be they'll be all right. They'll be okay. But at, uh, at the same time, let's do keep in mind this is a series. Like Booker said, this is a series. I'm gonna play. I wanted to play a little bit of their their uh, press conference, but my damn mouse is tripping right now, so I gotta kind of. Ride the time out and stall. I can't even go down the list of some of my stuff here on these things. They sent some good comments right here, too. Uh, we need to close. Oh, good, good call, Iverson. That's one of the main things we got to do. Yep. Close out quarters better and, and you cannot let this team go on a 16 0 run. You, can, you just can't. You can't. You can't let them go on runs 10 0. And, and not, if it's going to be 16, you're, you better have 10 points. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to score I mean, 16 straight. You better have scored 10 at least. That so, second yeah. quarter was huge, and and for the Suns too. The Suns are a great third quarter team coming out of out of uh, halftime, and and they had us on that one two by seven. It was just like a, a uphill battle from the jump, and man, they they really have to work on closing out quarters. And it's hard thing to kind of wrap your head around philosophically. How do you close out quarters well? Is it better play calls? Is it smarter shots? Is it getting to the hoop and and getting free throws? Right. What's it going to be? They've got that recipe because they know what works well for them. But looking at it from an outside perspective, it's like, how do you do this when they just blew up the quarters on us every time? It's hard. I, I think it's just going to come down to just attitude and and want to because that's usually what it comes down to. When you see Booker getting that eye, his eye like, 
you're not stopping me. I don't care who you put in front of me. That 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 type of attitude has to be there for everybody. And he's it's infectious when he when he plays that way because he plays everybody plays off of him when he's playing that way. Yeah. And so I mean, I'm not not saying that they're scared or anything like that. It's just sometimes your leaders do set the tone and your leaders set the tone of sometimes how a game's going to play out too. Um, and you know what'll help them as well is because Aiton is getting sometimes looked on from Giannis and Lopez at the same time, having right. a man or two or three crash the boards with him so that he can tip it to you because right. sometimes he has to do that. And he looks, he tips and there's no one there. And he's just like, why am I working this hard? If no one else is here with me, <laughs> exactly. That look, has to happen. Yeah, that does. And look for uh, uh, the bucks to can try to continue to get Aiden in foul trouble. That's going to be, be really key. They saw that that was a recipe for their success was getting him out the way, and did you see all the second-chance points and you see all the extra rebounds and Giannis grabbing it and just going right back up, dunking it on three people, and it was mm -hmm. like, wow, they know yeah. the recipe. If we can get that guy, he's the centerpiece out the way, we got this team because when they go small, we we screwed on the on the boards, and we're not going we're not going to out rebound that team. You got guys like Bobby Portis losing his ball. Yeah, yeah, dudes that are that are that are. PJ Tucker is no no piece of cake to play against. Mm -mm. So. We got Aiden is still key. He's he's been the key since this thing started, and he's got to be the key, staying on the court and being smart like he's all like he has done these whole playoffs. And he's also going to have to be the key of having a scoring uh, a scoring run by himself within these games, you know, because we got to just feed him the ball. Yeah, I, I, I don't see that. I keep going back to this because I, I, I'm a basketball purist and I go back in the old days of basketball when it was inside out play. And I, yeah. I just can't, I don't understand if you're closer to the rim, wouldn't that make the percentages higher? Well, we've if seen his percentages all playoffs. Shooting from the rim. The chances of that going in every time are not all that great. And I'm no. like, and Aiden is a 70 plus percent shooting in the paint around the air. He makes those shots like they're nothing, like layups when he's on. Did you see the jumpers where he just faces you up and just just like he can see over the rim almost? Yeah. He is just a natural offensive player. That he probably doesn't know all of the potential he has being an offensive player. So Not now yet. that he's in, now he's on the sideline being demonstrative and saying everything that he's saying on the defensive end. Maybe he needs to go on the side and say, can y'all feed me the freaking ball? Remember I said that a long time ago? It's going to be a time when he has to do that. I think the we get The time close. is now. We getting close. The time is hey, now. Hey, stop shooting the threes. Get me the ball. Yeah. And when, man, I'm going to go. Especially my, when, when Crowder chucks up three of them. He's going to oh, be like, you man. need to give me the oh, ball. Man. Don't you dare touch you that give ball. Me <laughs> he wouldn't do that to Crowder. Crowder would put him in his place. <laughs> That's kind of probably slap him around. Yeah, yeah kind of like, who you talk to, fool? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but we gonna try to have another show before Wednesday night, so uh, maybe Tuesday uh, on Wednesday night of the game, I should say, uh, before the game at six, and we'll do a pregame show. And if we don't do it a pregame show, we'll probably just do it after that game. But I'm I'm pretty sure the Suns will. Two things will definitely happen. Uh, I can't say guarantee, but I know for sure they'll be in the game and we'll see a different book. We ain't going to see that book we saw yep. in, in yesterday's game. So they'll be in that game. And as long as we got our stars playing up to par, there's a chance that we can win any game. So 
I like these. I like these. I like these finals right now. Everybody's been saying it's been boring and it's been no. I like these finals when you get two two good even ma- evenly matched teams that just going for that thing on prize, man. Yeah. I love it. I love it. There's no drama needed in this one. It's just play basketball. You know just what I mean? Play basketball. Go after it. And you got some freedom to make some mistakes because you, both teams are inexperienced in this whole thing. So, yeah, hey. All the wins have been 10-plus or more. Yeah, I know. So. That's that's the key thing, too. Yeah, who who's going to jump out to the leads? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I appreciate everybody coming in again and, and – uh, and uh, chiming in and all your points make the show, guys. Sometimes I don't even write down script. I just look on the thing. Hey, my guy said, you know, it's, it's that's that's just what makes the show. We appreciate y'all coming in and always uh, uh, being available for the show when we do a show. And um, shout out to my man Flex down in New Jersey. He was out here on for game two and got a chance to go into the, you know, do his thing down in the stadium or whatever. So we'll have Flex back during the week at some point, but Sean filling in, man. I appreciate you, bro. And we got to no get man. you back in here more often, please. On some wins. <laughs> On, On some wins. wins. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And 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 uh, we got to start planning. No, I, mean, I don't want to be too premature, but we got to start planning a show on parade day at parade oh, on boy. the grounds. You know, so. Let's see. We'll see. Let's, let's get there. Let's get yeah, there. Yeah. Suns and five. Let me, let me Suns and five. Let me zip my five. Let me, let me take Knock that. Knock on wood. Let's see what happens. We'll see what happens. Knock on wood right now. And normally, when you start talking to the freaking media, we screw everybody's heads up. Did you see that piece they did on Booker before that game? Oh, my god. <laughs> they showed it about his shooting. And, and, and Earl Earl, Earl uh, Watson kind of threw his game plan out to the whole world. When he was on that show breaking down Booker and saying, see, he loves to get here. He was just telling. I'm like, man, if I'm in Milwaukee, I'm like, oh, thanks, dude. Like, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm like, every uh, time. Okay, cool. Yeah. Never okay. Failed, it never fails. When you start talking to the media and sit down on these interviews because they hyping you up, you come out the next game and you're just not that dude. It's like, just don't talk to us until after his thing is done, man. Oh, man. But anyway. Uh, I'm still part of the media, I know, but I'm just a little, I'm wired a little bit different, man. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks for y'all coming in, and we will catch y'all next time on the next Believe the Phoenix Suns podcast. Suns are still up 2 1. Let's go get this ring, y'all. Peace Suns out. Suns and five, baby. Bridges picks the pocket with a thunderous left hand. Hooker racing to the rack. Scoops and pulls it off. From far away, Booker drills it. Oh, no, he didn't. Chris Paul is not right. CP3, stop it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.